You're listening to The Thriving Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Sanchez, and this is episode 124, Rationing Care. Did you know your nursing dream job is out there? But it's not something you find. It's something you create. And I can show you how. I'm Abby Sanchez, and I'm a life coach for nurses. Using my experience at the bedside, along with my psychology degree, I help nurses build confidence, manage overwhelm, and fall in love or back in love with being a nurse. So come along with me, and I'll help you create the career and life you crave. You ready? Let's go. Hey there, my friends. Today, we're gonna talk about rationing care. So if you've ever had one of those shifts where you feel like you're spread really thin, and you're not able to give your patients the amount of care you want to, you're gonna wanna tune in to this episode. And I think many of us have felt this way lately. In the pandemic, you know, last week we talked about staffing on the podcast, but right now during this time, I think a lot of us are feeling like we're spread really thin and we're wishing we could give our patients more. So if that's how you're feeling, then I want to help you out with that this episode by giving you some different ways to look at it that are going to help you feel more successful during your shifts and actually help you tap into ways to enhance your care. So I know during the pandemic, this is a very pertinent topic, but I want you to see how it applies in other ways as well. So yes, during the pandemic, if you feel like you're spread more thin than usual, it's easy to see how it applies. But I think a lot of times as nurses, even pre-pandemic, we felt like we weren't giving our patients enough care. Or maybe some of you new nurses out there feel like if my patients would have gotten that more experienced nurse on my unit, they would have gotten better care. They would have been better off. So whichever situation you're in or any situation where you're feeling like a failure as a nurse, I want to help you tap into more feelings of success and really help you become more successful in helping your patients. All right, so let's talk about rationing care. Now, when I think of rationing, I think of my family (laughs) because I come from a family of 11 kids. And so when we get together for big family gatherings like Christmas or family reunions, there's a lot of rationing that goes on. So at my house, it's usually food when we're rationing something. There are treats. My mom's an amazing baker and my sister makes these really delicious Oreo chocolate balls that everybody loves. But because we end up with like 30 people at our family gatherings, people can only have so much of everything, right? So my sister makes these chocolate balls. Maybe you can have three of them. So we're kind of dividing it up. And sometimes I think that's what we feel like we're doing with our care. We're like, okay, I have this much time during my shift. I'm going to give a little bit to this patient and a little bit to this patient, a little bit to this patient, because I don't want anyone to feel like they're neglected. But then we feel like, I didn't give enough to any of them. I gave them all a little bit, but I was still coming up short. And so we feel a lot of shame. We feel like failures during our shifts. And I want to just point out to you guys this thought that is behind a lot of it. So when we're feeling that way during our shift, maybe you have this thought, they should be getting better care 
right? That's kind of the thought driving it. Because if we thought they were getting great care, even if we were just giving little bits here and there to everyone, we wouldn't feel shame. We wouldn't feel bad. But we have this thought they should be getting better care. Now that sounds like a really lovely thought, right? Like they deserve better care. I love them so much. I care about them so much. I want everyone to experience quality patient care. But some of our sneakiest thoughts sound really lovely and they're not actually serving us. Because if you think about that thought, it's showing love to your patients, but how does it make you feel about yourself? It's like saying to someone, you deserve a better mom, right? Like, That's really loving to the child. It's like, I think you're wonderful. I think you're deserving of good things. But to say that, then how does that leave the mom feeling? Like she's not enough. And that's what we're telling ourselves during our shifts when we say these patients deserve better care. So while I think we can still delegate, like if you're having that thought and you're like, they deserve more care than I can give in this moment, then maybe I'm going to delegate or maybe I'm going to ask someone to help me out on my unit or call a code and get some more hands over here. We can do all of those things, but the thing is, it doesn't have to be fueled by shame. We don't have to feel defeated and like we're failing our patients. All right, so let's talk about what is going on when we're feeling this way. So we talked about the thought behind it. It's, you know, thoughts like they deserve better care or I'm not good enough. I'm failing my patients. All those thoughts are what bring on that shame for us. But another component to it is we're making a comparison. And that comparison is making everything so much heavier. So to go back to a parenting example, I have a friend who I was recently talking to, and she's got a three-year-old son. He's really close in age to my daughter, Evelyn. So she was telling me the things she likes to do with her son. They like to go to the park and go on hikes and color. And all these things she was saying sounds a lot like what I do with Evelyn. We do those same things. We play with Play-Doh. We play games at home. Kind of simple little activities we do regularly. But this mom was feeling really bad about herself because she's divorced and she was comparing what she's doing with their child to what her husband does with him. Her husband takes their son to Disneyland and every time he sees him, he brings new toys and he takes him to the movies and just a lot of activities that she isn't able to do with their child. And so because of that comparison, she was feeling so much worse, right? Like for me, I do a lot of those things with my child, but I don't have this comparison really present in my mind comparing me to other parents who are doing more extravagant things. So I feel pretty fine about my parenting. I'm pretty content with hanging out and going to the park. But because she was comparing herself to her husband and or her ex-husband, I should say, and what he was doing with their kid, she felt a lot of shame as a mom. Now, as nurses, this is what we're doing. We're making a comparison. But the thing is, it's not a comparison really between us and another person. Like sometimes we could do that. We might say, this nurse would provide better care. But since that situation isn't actually happening, like that nurse isn't really caring for your patient right now and you're comparing how you're taking care of your patient to how they are, what we're actually doing is we're comparing the care we're giving to a hypothetical situation. 
So we're saying this patient, if they didn't have me caring for them, or if we weren't in this situation with the pandemic, they would be getting so much better care. They'd have this nurse who really knows what they're doing, or they would have me pre-pandemic, right? Who has a lot more time to spend with them. So none of those situations actually exist. It's just a hypothetical scenario in our mind, but we're comparing our current situation with our patients to that. And that comparison makes the care we're giving look pretty bad, right? We're like, see, they would have been getting five-star care, this luxury level of care, like Disneyland level of care, but I'm failing them. I'm just giving them this lame level of care like going to the park or hanging out at home and coloring, right? So here's the thing, you guys. This is all optional. Like the story we tell ourselves in general is optional. Even when it's a real situation, this mom with her ex-husband and their child, she could choose to believe a different story about that, right? She could choose to believe me doing these activities with my child is going to be so good for him. He's going to learn how to entertain himself and he's going to learn to work hard for the things he wants and he's going to learn balance. He's going to have both sides of it. With my ex, he's going to get to go to Disneyland, have all these fun times. With me, he's going to have more quiet, family, regular, everyday life activities. Perfect. So she could change up that story she's telling herself and feel better. But I want you to notice how much more flexibility you even have with it because all of this is just a made-up story. Do you see that? Do you see how right now the care that you're giving is the only thing we really know about this situation? And all those other hypothetical situations that we're comparing it to are completely made up. Like we just assume it's true. Like if the pandemic wasn't happening, they'd be getting better care. Or if they had gotten that nurse, they'd be getting better care. But maybe that's not true. Maybe because the pandemic's happening and you have a higher patient load, you're actually giving them more attention than they would have received pre-pandemic. Maybe the nurse they would have had in that situation would have been like, oh, my patients are fine. I'm not too worried about it. And would have just sat out at the nurse's station charting and gone longer between checking on their patients and would have missed something. So... All of it's just a made-up story, right? Like that scenario I just gave you, that is a made-up story. And any of those other alternatives where they would have had a really diligent nurse and exceptional care, that's all made up too. But how do you feel based on which alternative you choose to believe? So this is something I've been playing around with. Because once you realize like it's all just made up, you can be like, you know what? I'm going to use this to my advantage, I'm going to choose to believe that if they weren't giving the level of care I'm giving right now, they would have gotten terrible care. It would have been much worse. Like they're actually really fortunate to be getting this care that I'm giving. Now, I know this might seem like a really big stretch, like, okay, Abby, nice story. But guess what? It's not that big of a stretch at all. There are a lot of patients right now getting seen in the hallways instead of actually getting admitted and getting put in beds and rooms, right? So maybe the level of care your patient is getting on your unit is actually better than some of the alternatives. 
Or if you're a nurse who's seeing patients out in the hallway, there are a lot of patients who aren't getting seen at all right now. There are a lot of people who live in third world countries that don't have access to care. Your patients are so fortunate. Like, I like to think about if I found someone injured, like maybe they got in a minor car accident and I found them and I was able to help them just feel a little bit better. Like they're not drastically injured, but I had some Tylenol or some water to give them or some bandages to stop the bleeding before they could go to wound care and be seen. Like if I could provide just a little bit of care to them, I would leave that situation feeling really good about myself. I just helped that person. They were so fortunate that I came along and was able to help them in that way. Now, for sure, there'd be more I wished I could have done, and I might realize they need more care, right? Like they need to go and see a wound care specialist or go get some x-rays done or get some stronger pain medications. And so while I'd want them to get more care, I would also be like, they were so fortunate. I'm so glad I was able to offer what I could. What if we thought that way about our patients we're seeing now? Where we're like, I want them to get more care. I see the need for more care. I'm going to continue to look for ways to give them more care. But they're so fortunate that I was here today. Because really what the alternative would have been is I wasn't here And my group of patients was spread between the nurses that are here today. So they're taking on more patients with less staff. So actually, it's the truth. Our patients are better off because we're there and the care that we're giving. Now, I know that's something that takes some practice to believe. But I want to offer to you that it's worth believing Because when we're not fueled by shame, we have more energy to care for our patients. We think more clearly. We are happier. We're able to joke around with them more and smile more and not just be faking being cheerful. Like we genuinely can be in a better mood. And when we go see our patients, that makes a difference to them too. So it's not just choosing to believe this other story because it's light and fluffy and feels good. And actually, those stories aren't very light and fluffy, right? A lot of times when we're choosing an alternative to compare reality to, we have to choose a worse story. We're like, you know what? The alternative would be they're getting no care. And that is really sad because that's true for some people. So those stories we're comparing to are actually kind of heavy sometimes, but it puts our reality and current situation into a different perspective. And it's worth doing because it changes the level of care we can give. We don't get so burnt out and exhausted because we know we actually are making a difference, even if we wish we could be doing more. Now, like I said, this takes some practice to believe, and it might feel a little uncomfortable to you at first, but that's okay. I love the way one of my coach friends put this. We were talking about changing our thoughts and just coaching in general. And I know a lot of times people think coaching is supposed to just give you feel good thoughts that you're like, oh, I had this light bulb moment and everything suddenly made sense and felt better. A lot of people think coaching is just sunshine and rainbows, right? But it's not. Sometimes it actually requires you to get more uncomfortable 
first. Because trying on new thoughts and new ways to look at things challenges us. It creates some discomfort in our mind. That's called cognitive dissonance. So that discomfort, we want to resist it at first. But if we're willing to work through that discomfort and keep nurturing new thoughts and new perspectives, then we can get through the discomfort to a place that serves us better and helps us show up as who we want to be. So if this way of looking at it makes you uncomfortable, that's okay. Be willing to try it on and see who would I become? How would I feel about myself as a nurse if I believed I was giving excellent care? If I believed the care I was giving was the best option for this patient right now? If I truly believe that, how would I feel about myself and how would I show up for my patients? Now, the last thing I want to mention is your patients might not see it. So even if you make this switch in your mind and you're like, no, they're actually really fortunate. They're lucky I'm here. They're getting better care because of me than they would have gotten in the alternative situation. Even if you believe that, remember your patients are comparing their experience right now to a hypothetical situation in their mind. So if they've been in the hospital before and they received a different level of care and attention at that time, then that might be the alternative that they're comparing their current situation to. So they might feel dissatisfied. Or even if they haven't been in the hospital before, they are comparing their current situation to how they imagine their care should have gone or would have gone. So they might be disappointed. They might be angry. They might feel all kinds of emotions. And that's okay. We don't have to try to change their mind. I know it would be lovely if they realized I'm actually really fortunate. Other patients are a lot worse off than me. Other people in this world are a lot worse off than me. That would be lovely if they realized that. But they might not be ready to think of it that way. They might need to grieve that they're not getting the experience that they hoped for. And that's okay. And it's okay for us to grieve that too, right? We can grieve, this is how I wished I was able to care for my patients. These are all the things I want to do for them. But let's not turn it to shame. Grief is cleansing. Grief is going to move us through it. It shows love and compassion and concern. And we don't want to lose those emotions from our nursing practice. But shame just causes us to spin out, it keeps us stuck, it doesn't fuel productive care, and it doesn't help fuel you for a long-term career in nursing. If you feel shame every day you go to work, that's going to get really old really fast. So let's realize we have alternatives. We have other ways to think about things and other emotions we can create to fuel us in our shifts and our careers and throughout our lives. So that's my hope for you as you play around with these other ways to think about things. Your patients are so fortunate to have you. You're giving the best care they would have gotten. You really are. Even if you see gaps in that care, even if you wish it could be improved, they truly are in the best situation they could be in right now. And you are part of that. You are facilitating that care. All right, my lovelies. Thanks for being here. Have an amazing week. 
I'll talk to you soon. Take care.